0: Love, talk, radio. Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy.
1: Welcome to Family Law Talk. We have an interesting topic today. The topic is engagement and wedding rings and divorce. This is a common topic, one that comes up quite a bit in trying to resolve divorce cases, so we wanted to spend some time on it today. We also have an article on our blog, familylawheadquarters.com, dated October 30th, 2016, and the title of that article is Who Gets the Wedding and Engagement Rings During Divorce? So as a follow-up to the episode today, you can definitely go on over to familylawheadquarters.com and check out the blog article that we have over there as well. But again, let's go ahead and jump into the topic, and here it is, which is when folks get married, uh, typically an engagement you know, engagement ring is given. Um, and then at the ceremony, uh, you know, the parties are given uh, from their uh, uh, soon-to-be spouse and then spouse after the ceremony takes place, uh, the wedding rings and or bands uh, at the wedding ceremony itself. And obviously for a lot of parties, this isn't an easy thing. Lots of parties save up money for a long period of time in order to purchase these rings. Uh, For a lot of individuals, it's a lot of hard work, it's a lot of sacrifice, Um, it's a significant amount of money uh, that they have to put together in order to uh, purchase these rings, and then when the divorce uh, takes place between parties, this issue can come into dispute, Um, and and this can take place in in long-term marriages and short-term marriages and marriages in between, Um, But from my vantage point, I've seen instances where the marriage is relatively short in duration, and uh, one individual has spent a lot of money uh, in terms of the purchase of the rings, Um, and and then they think, you know, uh, this marriage didn't work out, Uh, we're going to be getting divorced. Obviously, uh, uh, this was a significant investment, and the marriage didn't work, and the ring should be returned to me, right? And this is at least the thought. And a lot of parties come into the divorce wanting their attorney to try to uh, make this happen. You know, get the rings back is a thought. Uh, the rings can be sold. Uh, and then the party is able to recoup uh, some of the cost uh, that they originally uh, spent in terms of making the purchase. Obviously, if you're selling a ring after the fact, oftentimes it's hard to get uh, the same amount of money back than what was originally expended in order to purchase the rings. But, but the hope is that It's roughly comparable, or they're able to recoup some of the cost. And then the thought process for a lot of individuals is, look, the marriage didn't work. We're not going to be staying married. Why would they even want to keep the ring? And uh, in particular circumstances if one party views uh, the other as being more at fault uh, for the divorce itself, they think in some ways it's really owed back, that they ought to get it back, that it's really the right thing. Uh, for that, uh, for the rings to be given back, and that it really shouldn't be an issue. And so, this is the question. The question is, is does a party get these rings back uh, uh, during a divorce? And, and obviously, the laws in each state can vary. Uh, the facts of every uh, marriage and every divorce case is different. So, it's really critical for anybody to speak to an attorney who's licensed and competent to practice law uh, in their specific jurisdiction. Right. So I have to say that as a preference. Obviously, I can't give absolutes in terms of the way uh, this would work in every single situation. But uh, in a general sense, here's a deal, which is that uh, uh, in terms of a divorce itself, you know, divorces uh, generally resolve themselves. Uh, in a couple of different ways, which is, one, through a settlement of some kind. The parties are able to agree on a resolution of the property and debt division, uh, and they enter into an agreement, uh, commonly called a marital settlement separation agreement, where they agree in terms of how they're going to divide the marital property and marital debt. In some cases, the parties negotiate, right, but they're just not able to come to decision. So they end up doing a trial or a hearing, if you will, sort of synonymous terms, but in other words, they put on evidence and they put the case in the hands of the judge, and then ultimately the judge has to make a determination in terms of marital property and marital debt in terms of how it's going to be divided, and uh, in equitable division states, uh, take, uh, take Missouri, take Illinois, for example, uh, in equitable division states, the court is ultimately to divide marital property and marital debt in a just manner, when considering the relevant factors. Now the Missouri Statute and the Illinois Statute uh, ultimately delineate some factors that the court uh, is to consider in terms of dividing marital property and marital debt in a just manner. Uh, But really the crux of this is, and parties should know this, which is courts can go in different directions. The term just doesn't necessarily mean 50-50 in terms of property division and the court can go uh, in different directions in that regard. But here's really the key point, which is off the top, so before the court even gets to dividing marital property and marital debt, uh, what courts commonly do, uh, and that is the case in Missouri and Illinois, is decide what property out there is what's called separate property, right? And separate property is to come off the top, and go to each uh, individual spouse uh, at the conclusion of the divorce. And then uh, the marital property and debt is what's to be divided in a just manner. And separate property is generally defined as uh, these items, which would things a party had prior to marriage. So items that a party had prior to marriage, assuming it hasn't been commingled in some way or transmuted in some way, but items a party brought in. Uh, inheritance that a party receives would, generally speaking, be a party-separate property, assuming, again, it hasn't been commingled in some way or transmuted uh, into marital property, which we could go into a lot of detail analysis uh, in, but it's not really pertinent for the podcast today. Uh, and then if there's a prenuptial agreement, so items uh, uh, that are deemed separate by agreement through a prenup, those would generally go to party off the top. And really, the other exception that's out there which is applicable when you get into engagement and wedding rings, is gifts. So gifts a party receives um, uh, during the marriage uh, are items that are what are deemed separate property. In other words, they come off the top. Generally speaking, engagement and wedding rings are going to be considered gifts, Uh, and that is true. Uh, In circumstances when an engagement ring has been given, uh, the marriage has taken place, uh, and and the wedding rings and bands are exchanged, at that point the marriage uh, ceremony has taken place, they're married, these items have been exchanged, as gifts to one another, and in a general sense... Uh, these items are considered to be gifts, which means when you get to the question, which is who gets the wedding rings and engagement rings during divorce, well, the party who received them is a gift uh, is going to get to keep them. Uh, in, in the vast majority of instances, you know, there could be some rare fact patterns out there, uh, but in the vast majority of instances, they're going to get to keep them. So if husband, for example, gives wife an engagement ring, a wife is going to get to keep that engagement ring. If, uh, you know, husband gets a, uh, you know, he gets a wedding band, wife gets wedding ring, um, uh, they keep those items that were given to them, right? So if a case goes to trial, it's put in the hands of the judge, uh almost universally, I should say. But, again, there could be some weird, unusual fact patterns, and some of you might be in different jurisdictions, so I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush. Uh, But almost universally, these items are going to be treated as gifts, and the party receiving the gift is going to get to keep it uh, at trial if the judge has to make a decision on it, because it's going to be deemed separate property in the vast majority of instances. Again, there could be some weird, unusual fact patterns out there, Uh, There could be some nuances based on the state that you're in, so be careful in that regard. Um, But uh, generally speaking, these items are considered gifts, and uh, individuals don't get these back upon divorce. Now, some might say, that seems wrong. Uh, I ought to get these items back. That isn't pleasing to me. Well, it is possible if you settle uh, your divorce uh, with your spouse that an agreement could be made uh, where you each give these items back. So there are some instances where parties agree to return uh, the the wedding uh, ring, uh, engagement ring and band and whatnot, and they return these items, they do it by consent. So if parties can agree to do it, uh, that's okay. And ordinarily, a court's going to approve that agreement if the parties agree to it. But again, in a general sense, parties do not get these items back. In terms of the property settlement, a divorce, if it's left in the hands of the judge, because, again, uh, these items are generally considered gifts, And, 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 and as gifts, they're separate property. And in terms of property division and divorce, a separate property comes off the top. Each party keeps their separate property, and it's the marital property and debt, which ultimately gets divided in a just manner when considering all the factors. So uh, that is the topic here today. Again, interesting topic, one a lot of parties ask about. We wanted to cover it in the episode today. Is a follow-up to the episode, uh, go on over to familylawheadquarters.com. And check out the article dated October 30th, 2016, titled, Who Gets the Wedding and Engagement Rings During Divorce? Well, thanks for tuning in today. Stay tuned to our next episode coming up on Family Law Headquarters. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stange. Visit StangeLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stange Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtain on this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice. You should contact an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. And finally, past results afford no guarantee of future results. And every case is different and must be judged on its own merits.
1: Kirk Kirkstain is responsible for the content. Principal Place of Business, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450, Clayton, Missouri, 63105.